This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter-attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Trondini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Hello, you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Carl. And I'm Peter. And joining us for the opposition view this time round, it's Dan from That Millwall Podcast. Hello, sir. How are you? Hello. Good evening, chaps. Another game in this mental league. Let's bring it on. It's <laughs> <Yes>, more championship politics <laughs> to chat about, doesn't it? Oh, well, look, first of all, absolute, absolute commiserations to the club. And I appreciate it's now a little way in the past, and obviously we'll be talking about Mr. Rowett going in a minute, but for the loss of the owner, because having an owner that everybody likes and everybody respects, they're like fucking hen's teeth. So to lose one was obviously very bad. How is everything at the club now in terms of ownership? I believe his son was going to take over and it's going to carry on. Is, is that still the case down there? So it is his son that has taken on. Yeah, obviously very sad news what happened in the summer. Completely unexpected, died in a car crash. There's been, obviously, there was a real outpouring of emotion. The thing that stuck with me was there was our club captain, Sean Hutchinson, did an interview after his passing. And um, John Berylson, our, our former chairman, he he liked to have a cigar to celebrate when Mill would achieve success. And we had one ready for that final game of the season after the Blackburn game. And he came into the chamber and speaks to players after the game. And he pulled it out and said to Hutchinson, maybe next year. It's just the little things like that that stick with you and almost bring a tear to your eye, to be honest. And when we played Bristol City in our first home game this season, there was a real outpour of emotion. It's nice that his son's taken on the club now, kept it within the club. Um, and, you know, it's obviously it's early days, but if he that even does like half the job his dad did when he was Millwall chairman, he's going to be a door tier. No, absolutely. As we said, it yeah. was everybody felt for that in the same way as when, when a gentleman passed away at Leicester, it was the same sort of I mean, connection to a club and a community and to lose somebody like that is is difficult. And so many times when we're talking to 
podcast from the rest of this bonkers league in the championship. Everybody kind of grumbles about their owner, especially us, clearly, obviously. But to have one uh, loss it, it is a loss, but there we go. Anyway, let's segue into this season. And obviously, the most pertinent thing is for about the third that game, I think, running now, we're going to be hitting somebody with presumably a manager bounce because Gary Rowett <laughs> has gone. How does everybody look back on Gary Rowett's, what, three to four years now at, at, at the Den? How do you look at him and did it feel like it was the right time to make a change? It definitely felt like the right time to make a change, to be honest. Uh, there's obviously, I think there's a lot of Millwall fans that probably would say if what didn't happen in the summer to John had happened, then Rowett probably would have gone over the summer. I think it's just a case of he did a good job in the four years he's been here. He's taken us from a club in the championship that's always had a bottom six budget, always looking over their shoulder at the bottom three. So now a team that probably should have made the top six at least one of the, the four seasons he's had. I think obviously last season, the season when COVID interrupted, we was like, we had such good momentum that season. Yeah. Um, and I think if COVID hadn't interrupted that season, I think that's another season we might have gone on and made the top six. But I just think it's one of them things. He's progressed the club, I think, as far as he could. He's just ran out of road a little bit here. But I don't think there's many Millwall fans who will criticise him for the fact that he's brought this club up from a lower championship team to one that has real aspirations and a good chance, potentially, of getting into the top six. No, very much. Obviously, last season, and, and for a couple of seasons, I think we've looked at it and gone, you're a difficult team to face. Carl, avert your eyes now. We're going to talk about the 3-0 drubbing before we get on to the 2-0 drubbing that we got. Last year, I think when we were talking to people, and we'll ask the question later on in terms of what you've seen in the in, in the championship, it's been a good side. I, I think we'd have called you guys out. Because against us down there, yes, we had a, a 50p head header, which kind of set... Bradshaw on his way to a hat-trick, but we were all over the place and you just seem to have enough physicality, dominance and quality to do us. Is that fair, Carl, on that away game uh, down at the Den? Yeah, absolutely. I think they Millwall last season, both times I saw them, probably one of the most organised physical teams that, that we experienced. Down there at the Den, it's always a t- difficult place to go. But yeah, they battered us, really. I was safely at the train station by the time uh, the final whistle went. So I was well away from it, frankly. But yeah, yeah, quite right, yeah. But yeah. If, I was, if I was a Watford fan, I reckon I would have been back in Watford by the time it was full-time. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. Thank you. This, this, is, the sort, this is the sort of level of, of abuse that we deserve, and I thank you for that. If it's, uh, but, um, if it's any consolation, I was back home before full-time on the Boxing Day fixture because that was another 2-0 yeah. another two, two yeah. drubbing that I could have lived without. So yeah, no, no memories we, of last season. Bad, bad. We've always had that. We've always done very well against Millwall. There was a, the FA Cup a few years ago that you knocked us out of that. And then but I remember the, the good old days of going down there and, and having the uh, the sign over you. But last season, I can't fault Millwall. And I, I spoke to a couple of Millwall fans and, and said, but they were probably the best team that I saw last season. Yeah. But was, uh, who knows what's going to happen this season? This is no, all new now. Exactly, yeah. I remember watching the the EFL debate and they was doing one towards the end of the playoff season. Last season, they said it was the best team you played and everyone was expecting to say Burnley and the Watford fan that was on it that day said Millwall were the best team. That was me. That was you, yeah. Millwall were the best team you faced last season. 
Absolutely. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, I was there and I stand by that. So at least I'm consistent. Thank you, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're, you're consistent, all right. <laughs> <laughs> we are fulsome for our praise for all teams that Luton don't like and don't like Luton. So don't worry. You're on, you're on and this is good. So in terms of I know, I know that and sorry, I'd normally be on top of this, but Gary Rowett's gone. What is next? That's the million dollar question, I think, at the moment, because the journalists that we get a lot of our information from has said we're not going to rush into an appointment. Um, so at the minute, it's Adam Barrett, who was Rowett's number two and who had been at the club before Rowett had came in, has taken over on an interim basis. And former Watford defender Paul Robinson is also... Yeah, Robbo, Robbo. Oh, we love yeah. Robbo. And, f- and friend of the podcast. Yeah. And friend of the yeah. podcast. We love he's, him. He's, also, he's, um, he's an interim assistant manager at the moment. I think there's. I think if you ask Mill fans who would they realistically want, I think Kevin Muscat would probably be top of most Mill fans' lists. To be completely honest with you, but I think failing that, if we are to look for someone who's out of work, I think again top of most people's list would be former Watford midfielder and former Birmingham manager John Eustace. Oh no! Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of talk about John Yusuf. He, there's a lot of clubs in the Championship that would take him, but I, I don't know. I think the jury's still out for me on him. I'm not too sure. I think more. He was probably very lucky at Birmingham, just the right time. And I'd be interested to see how Wayne Rooney gets on now that he's there, because I, I just have a fun. I thought feeling he did a good job club. to keep. I thought he did a good job to keep up last season. To be honest. I'm with you, Dan. He did. I, I, he, yeah, he had you know. the right time, but because they've only just had the change of ownership, and they've gone and shopped him when he was in the top six. Yeah. You know, mm. Oh no, I don't agree with the. I don't agree with the time he's gone. I think that's, that's bonkers. That's you one of the going, weirdest decisions. On. If somebody's going to inexplicably sack their fucking manager, that's us. That's our identity. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> Honestly, and yet when everyone thought you was going to do it this season, you're giving him a contract extension, mate. It oh, makes no sense. <laughs> It makes no sense yeah. to us either. It's just mental. We don't really know what's going on. That's that's how we've been so successful with this podcast because it's just fucking random every day. It's just something different <laughs> happens. <laughs> no, absolutely. So we'll, we'll wait and see. Obviously, therefore, you're going to have a temporary interim staff coming. So we'll hope that we get in before the, uh, the manager bounce. One of the players that we were looking and seeing where we thought we might sign some players this season. I think he signed a new contract and he's one of those players that a lot of people in the championship cover. Jake Cooper. He's he's good, isn't he? If you cut him in half, one, he'd probably fucking kill you because he's quite hard. But secondly, he would have Millwall running through him, wouldn't he? Yeah, he's he's been at the club now for about seven, eight years, signed his contract extension. In the summer, he was going in one year and he put quite an emotional letter out saying how much John Berylson's passing had touched him and his family and he felt it was right to stay with Mill and continue the journey that he's had with the clubs. I think in terms of the current Mill squad, he's probably the closest player we've got to on his way to getting that legend status, to be completely honest. You see, I think he's higher in this division, especially with how good we typically are at set pieces, although we haven't actually scored a corner yet so far this season. So that's in- that's oh. an interesting one for you. Well, welcome so. to Vicarage Road. <laughs> so, Let's introduce you to our back four. There you are. <laughs> if there's one criticism I'd have with Cooper, and I think it's the reason he might not have been picked up by a bigger club, it's that he probably isn't the best on the ball. But you wouldn't maybe expect someone who is six foot five to be exceptional on the ball, would you? 
No, he, he, he plays to his strengths. He, he, when we used the phrase earlier on physical, when we say that about Millwall, genuinely, we mean that as a compliment because we've got this lot who run out and if they can be bullied, oh, yeah, they'll get bullied, absolutely. And you did it to us twice last season. The, the biggest compliment I can pay to him is he's a proper shithouse. Yeah. In a, exactly what you want in the middle of that the park. So, yeah, he's definitely a player. We, we were linked with him, weren't we, Peter, quite heavily? Well, again, because he only had a year left running. So there were, the question was whether or not Millwall were going to cash in on him rather than yeah, lose yeah. him on the free, et cetera. So the, we, the, big talk was, the big talk was Rangers in the summer. They were supposedly quite keen on him. Oh, yeah, but not here in Watford. We're thoroughly delusional, like most fans, thinking, oh, yes, we can go and get Morelos. He'll come here. <laughs> no, no ships. He's one of the people we haven't signed. Who did you sign? And I saw, was it, is it Baumgartner? I can never remember his name. I went off because you saw, was it the lad, the German lad on the right side? Yeah, Jeff Vogelsammer. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That's why I can never remember his name. Oh, bless you. You've got him <laughs> and you've got the other lad who's, who plays in behind the front runner. Is it Fleming? Fleming? Yeah. yeah. Who looked really good. I was really surprised to see the unpronounceable German, as he shall now be known, move away because it looked like it was a fit. Did he just lose form this season? He never really hit the ground running, to be completely honest. We saw flashes in the pan of what he was capable of, like in the game at Vicarage Road. He had a good bit of form around kind of March but he just never really hit the ground running consistently. He came to us as someone who's mainly throughout his career played as a central striker. And then Rowett switched formation quite early last season from a 5-2-3 a um, to a 4-2-3-1. And obviously Bradshaw was in good scoring form for most of last season. So it made it impossible for Vogel Sam to get a game in his natural position. And he was, he's 31 now. He's a Towards the end of his career, he probably just had a season over in England. He's probably got a chance to go back to Germany, closer to home and stuff like that. When he winds down his career a little bit, he only had a, he had a, signed a year for us last season, and then because he started so many games, got another year activated on his deal. But yeah, he's sadly never con- consistently hit the ground running for us, which is a shame because I didn't mind him. But I think patience just eventually wore thin with him. I like the that that phrase of we saw flashes in the pan. We've made signings. There has been no flashes. I doubt there's even been a pan, to be quite frank, with some well, of Jamal think, Lewis. I think we've probably got you. what we've got is flashes down the pan, Peter. That's what we've ah. got. Oh, there's good, a, there's isn't he? A, he is good. A couple of players who have come to you. It's Norton Cuffey and also, what's his name, Nisbet, who you got from... Scotland, yeah. I'm basically pointing upwards in the general direction of Scotland. <laughs> How have those two uh, got on? Norton Cuffey looks a really good player, came in on loan from Arsenal. We really needed a right-back to play in, or the right-wing-back to play with the system we want to because our current right-back, Danny McNamara, while we're here, shout out for his excellent bit of shithousery that got Kamara sent off at Vicarage Road last season. <laughs> oh, yes. Can't. We, did say, we said after it, that's what we fucking need. We've got none of that. <laughs> I've got to mention it while we're here. So, I've forgotten that. So, yeah, do, no, no. Fill your boots, sir. Fill your boots. Yeah, this, this season, after about the eighth or ninth game, people have stopped having to go at us about managers because we haven't sacked one for once. <laughs> but it's nice to see somebody coming in with some prepared shithousery comments. Well done. Carry on, sir. So, yeah, on coffee, particularly in terms of attacking intent, has been quite a big upgrade on Danny McNamara. I've been quite impressed with him. Nisbet is someone who's not quite hit the ground running yet. We saw a lot of potential in pre-season, didn't quite translate to league form, had scored a couple of goals and then got injured. So that he might be back for the game on Saturday. There is talk he might be back for the game on Saturday at the moment. We're not quite sure if he definitely will be back. 
but we've seen potential there. Whether he's going to quite score the kind of 20 goals that we hoped he would when we signed him in the summer, I think everyone might have just taken a step back with their estimations on, on that front. But it's clearly someone, I think he's more kind of a poacher kind of player, to be honest. Get the ball to him in the 18-yard box and I think he's going to score a lot of goals. But our game plan, as you probably saw a lot with Tom Bradshaw, particularly in the reverse fixture at Vicarage Rose last season, our, our game plans involve a lot of the striker doing a lot of work outside of the penalty box. Yeah. Yeah. No, very good. One, one more player before I ask about in terms of how, how you're, you're shaping up. You mentioned the 4 2 3 1, so we'll get into that. What about Watmore? Because he was a player who lit up the world in, in, at Middlesbrough, went to Sunderland, it didn't work, came back, and then you interestingly got him on loan. He always looks like one who's got the potential, but the injuries may be affecting him. Has he found a home down there? One game he looks like Messi, and then one game he's uh, he's, he's rubbish. There's just, there's really there's absolutely no in between with Duncan Watmore. He's another one who's injured at the minute. He got injured celebrating a goal actually against Hull. So, <laughs> Brilliant. Sounds like Tom Cleverley. Brilliant. Uh, this, is, yeah. uh, this is not a problem the Watford strikers often have. That's okay. I think he will. I think he's one that is more than likely will miss the game on Saturday from that injury. But we've again, we've seen plenty of flashes from Watmore. We just haven't seen it consistently. And when you speak to Borough fans and Sunderland fans, they say, yeah, it's exactly the same problem we have. One game may be brilliant, another mm-hmm. game may be rubbish. Nah, fair enough. So do you think you're going to be lining up, obviously, new management, but same as the old boss in a way here, We're presuming they're going to play, they're going to start with a 4-2-3-1. Do you see Bradshaw starting you, up top? You'd be wrong now. We, we, we don't play a 4-2-3-1 anymore. Tell me, correct me, please. We play five, it's a 5-3-2 with a number 10. So two, two centre midfielders and then an advanced midfielder. Okay. Ooh. Wow, so there's a change there. That's good, that's good. So is, is Cooper playing left side his centre-back, presumably of a three at the back then? He played middle against Preston at the weekend because we had to accommodate Murray Wallace, who's another left footer. So he suits left centre-back he played full-back and wing-back for us a little bit. So he suits that left centre-back role a bit more than Cooper does. Cooper moves into the middle of the back three, usually when we play like that. But if there's talk again, there's talk of another player returning from injury, Sean Hutchinson, which probably would see Cooper move back to the left side of defence, left side of centre half or middle centre half. Very cool. Very cool. Well, we will see what happens come Saturday. Hi, this is Dougie Brimson, and you are listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast, which is pretty. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. <laughs> at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Obviously, we are recording this prior to playing Swansea, so we don't quite know what those scores will be. But we've now reached the point that we never warn 
people who've not seen this load of old shite before. We won't warn you about it, Dan. We're just going to hit you with it. It's the DNSYE Completely Rubbish Prediction League. No, God, please, no, no! Now, many podcasts ask for a prediction, but we decided we were going to take it that stage further. And last year, we ran it all the way through. Justin was winning it right up to week number 46 and then fucked it up right at the end. And the EFL, <laughs> for whom you will be performing today, came through and snatched it at the end. Justin is currently in, literally head-to-head with the EFL at the top of the league. Actually, the EFL are on 12 points and Justin is on 10 points. Carlos, is you, you got a point the other day. The problem oh, was, The problem was... Everybody in the bottom three. Oh, fuck off. The point. Yeah, <laughs> stupid game. Artificial stupidity. Last time, we only had three runners, and we thought, hold on, we can make this worse. And indeed, we've managed to do artificial stupidity, which has gone for 3-0 to Millwall. Ooh. Now, that's a completely random draw. Ooh. Nothing can be read of that. There is another one, which is a 1-1, who has claimed 1-1. So you can't call a 1-1. That, that dog has gone. That dog is no longer hunting. And as we speak at this moment in time, we haven't got anything in from Jarvis. So what we're going to have to do is get that in from Jarvis, and I'm going to cleverly edit it in here. Now, if only I had a very good marker to remind me where to put Jarvis's entry. <laughs> yep, that'll do it. Good work. All right, thank you very much. That, that makes no sense, Dan. Basically, what happened was we have a dog who does predictions. It was. Do you remember a few years back during the World Cup? They said, "Oh, here's an octopus that predicts." Yeah, yeah. yeah we thought that was ridiculous, but we've got a dog we, that's doing one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the Sea the Sea Life Centre did put a complaint in when we took an octopus, so we've had to change it up. <laughs> they did yeah. like us putting yeah. a dog in the tank, is what happened. Yeah, you should, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. what, Watford's famous for its Sea Life Centre. I don't know if you know. <laughs> Prism. That's it. Watford Prism. Oh, man. Now, here's a man who's been to Watford a few times, eh? I've never never been to Watford, actually. I've never been to Watford. Have you not? No, Uh, No, the closest I've been is going through on the train. And that's, that's probably pretty much all you need. you need to do. Yeah, <laughs> that's as far as you need to go. Yeah. Culturally, yeah, that that's it. Pro- it's probably fairly low down on a bucket list. And go to <laughs> there we go. However, we do have uh, a few other inan- inanimate objects and strange um, forms to try to make predictions. As I say, completely random has gone 3-0. 1-1 uh, has gone 1-1. But then we also had somebody approach us who said, I think I can compete with Carl and Justin using backgammon. Predictions League, and it's Watford v Millwall. And hey, Millwall fans, you might be surprised to know that Watford do not like you. No, we love you. And let me tell you why. Well, what's not to love about a club that dismantled our rival's ground in the 80s and then gave one of our favourite sons the chance to become Millwall's fourth ever longest serving manager in their time. Well, the dice are on the pitch. Watford first to go as they're at home. Let's go, boys. And it's Watford. Five minus one, and that's four. Millwall to go first. No manager in sight. And it's six minus three. So it's a cracker. It's a big love in at Vicarage Road. And it's Watford four, Millwall three. Love me. 
Loving that animation, by the way. Excellent uh, animation at the end. Very good detail as well. He's playing Metallica. Hey, superb. Bit loud, bit loud, John. Levels, bit loud. Uh, I was going to say, John, they, they both started, including the dog, they both started just doing normal videos, and then they both got completely fucking carried away. As you and do. We had our own music that we would put, John, and he's not having any of that. Who was that, Justin? That was Metallica. Who was that in, that was it Metallica. sounded like, I thought it was Metallica. Yeah, but I think it's um, a cover of a Nick Cave song if I'm not mistaken. It's off of Garage Incorporated album, 1998. We've gone very detailed. We have. Justin is my phone a friend for music. (laughs) Dan is wondering exactly what the Venn diagram looks like for Metallica fans who also support what... It's quite small. Me me and Mike from the rookery end, I think. (laughs) Possibly Pidge. You two, I wouldn't wouldn't doubt it at all. But there we go. He has predicted the power power of colourful dice and a backgammon board, 4-3 to Watford, I think. Three of us will take that, won't we? <laughs> I'd have that. I'd have that now. Mate, yeah. seven goals in a game. It's been a while, so that'd be nice. Yeah. Well, we'll, have, to say, we'll have to say. Well, Jarvis Cocker is not here, so that we he's going to have to he's going to have to literally phone it in. But hopefully, we'll have edited it in earlier. Otherwise, who knows? He might miss a week. But we finally come to our guest. We come to Dan, that Millwall podcast, and we say, Dan, what do you think the score's going to be? You can't pick 4-3 to Watford, even though I know you're dying to. You can't pick 3-0 to Millwall, although I doubt you would. And you can't pick 1-1. But what do you think the score will be Saturday, Millwall, in Watford, where you've never been? I think it'll be a, a draw. I know Watford, as you said, you haven't been great so far this season, but you do have a lot of, you do have, on paper, you have a lot of good individual talent. I think obviously the likes of the Spreer and Matthias Martins, a player I really like for Watford, although I've seen he hasn't really got the game time so far. I really, really see Lee. I watched him quite a bit when he was in the lower leagues. <laughs> That's another we'd statement. Like to, we'd like to see him. <laughs> That's another like statement, mate. Again. Not a lot of game time, as in none. We're, we're told he's good, but we. <laughs> Can, I saw a lot of him confirm. when he played in the when he played in the lower leagues when he was playing for Torquay as a youngster and he looked like he had the potential. We were scoring goals back then. He looked like he was going to go on and score lots of goals. And he went to France and scored quite a few goals over there. He hasn't got much game time, so I think rather unusually for a Millwall game, I'm going to say there's going to be goals. I'm going to go for a two-two. A Desmond. It's, it's a Desmond. Everybody we love a Desmond. Desmond. <laughs> He's done it. We love a Desmond. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so delighted. We've got a Desmond, everyone. Oh, this is good. This, I'll, I'll let everybody know, all of, all of you spreadsheet fans out there, being filled in, it's looking good. <laughs> like that very much. Carlos, spreadsheet Carlos, fans. you're bottom you of the bo- bottom. Why am I bottom? Because you've got less points than everybody else. <laughs> there's, a, there's an explanation. <laughs> No, you said I got a point. So I how? How am I yeah, bottom? I was level. Artificial stupidity oh. got two points. Oh, okay. fuck him. <laughs> and Jarvis Cocker Spaniel also got a point. You're joint bottom at the moment. Oh, that's fine. JP Backgammon. With a dog. Jarvis Cocker Spaniel, the dog, and yourself. So you could, with a successful run, both against Swansea, we'll see, and against Millwall, you could climb above inanimate objects and animals. And hey, you've got to have a, you've got to have an ambition, haven't you've you? You've got to have an ambition in life, haven't you? Yeah, the draw's a good one. I don't. I've got to go with it. I'm going to regret saying this, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to go Watford one, Millwall nil. <laughs> We don't often predict Watford wins here. But I'm going to regret that. I know I am. Down the bottom, eh, Carl? Just saying. There we go. There we go. Justin, have you marked up the scores or do you no. need a reminder of what no, you can't say? Please, please refresh my goldfish-like memory. I know we've got a 4-3. I know there's a 3-0 and there is a Desmond. There is a 1-1. Carl's just given his Carl, and I've missed it. 
<laughs> you, you can't have Candles to Watford. You can't <laughs> yeah. have one. You can't have this is, this is the man that does the scores on the doors. Yeah, I was, looking up, I was looking up who originally done that Metallica song while you were doing that. <laughs> Metallica, and now everything's just gone out of the window. This is, this right, this is how I work. Four three, you can't have. Can't have four and you can't three. have 3-0 to Millwall. Can't have 3-0 to Millwall. Carl, what was yours again? Sorry. One nil, one nil to Watford. Case. I went for. I'm a... sorry, Dan. I would say it's not normally this bad, but it so is. Absolutely, this is about as good as it's got. Consistently, so, I went for nil the other day, and it almost was nil if it wasn't for Yasser coming on and having a bit of a moment. There's not a lot. Of... If it hadn't been for the goals. If it well hadn't done. been for the goals, yeah, but yeah, did it look like there being any goals in that game? Not really. No. No. I've just looked at the goal difference as well. Millwall are on minus two. I think we're on minus one. I, I think one nil to. I'm going to go one Millwall. Oh, can I do that? Oh, yes, I'm going to go one nil. Yeah. Oh, as ever, we will see points movements as we have ever since we've elongated this rubbish to seven teams. Basically, um, we don't yet know uh, here, but you may know at home what Jarvis Cocker has gone for. Uh, Jarvis Cocker Spaniel. Uh, what the- happens with Jarvis Cocker Spaniel if he uh, predicts a score that's already? Out there, are we just going to allow the dog to come waltzing in at the last minute? I think there should be a fine or something. Well, I think we'll, I think we'll ask Dan here. I think what we always do is, is basically throw the guest under a bus if we possibly can. It may have Harry Potter written on said bus, but never mind. We we have the dog, and normally the dogs get to select first, and these guys then can't get to select that same score. If he selects the same score, should we put in a points deduction, Dan? It's just you against all of the dog lovers in the world. No pressure. I'm going to upset a lot of people here, but I, I'm not a dog fan. After I was, oh, I was, I was, I oh look at this. I was, I was, I was a bit of a dog when I was young. Uh, my mum's allergic to him. I'm not a dog fan. As soon as I saw Dan, I knew he was a sensible guy. As soon as he came on, I knew he was a sensible guy. <laughs> I'm going to give you... Uh, uh, what are we going to do? Well, is we'll it, wait. We'll wait for the score. We can't say anything. One, we can't sell the dog. Is one point deduction enough? I think one point, one point, yeah. One point, one point. deduction. Right, I'll, I'll sell at one point, yeah. If he comes out with one of the same scores that we've got here, then basically... There's a point deduction. Point deduction. And I definitely won't have put it earlier Hang on. on. I'm going to insert it here just to increase the level of jeopardy right here. Jarvis, <laughs> big game. Millwall. Got the uh, prediction, Cops. You ready for the uh, prediction, mate? Oh, what's this? Ben, I've gone out on the lash with Ernie the Golden Retriever. It will be an all-dayer, so don't wait up. Leave the sick bucket out for me as I envisage things to be a bit messy later on. Sorry I can't be here to do the prediction for the Millwall game. However, tell the lads that do not scratch your eyes, I'm predicting a Desmond. Laters, Jarvis. Oh. Okay. Sorry, who gets the points deduction? The dog or the person who predicted the score? The dog. The dog. Okay, fine. Dog. I'm, I'm all for that. Thank you. I just want to make sure I'm, I'm all for the, that. I want it on the record, Peter. I want it on the record. We are an equal opportunities, fuck-witted kind of community, and we are You're not penalising a dog for not turning up and sending his video in on time. Just well, saying, yeah. man. You're saying. Can't rely on these cockroaches. Apparently when he chooses these things with paper cups. I think that's great. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely stuff. So are you coming, Dan? Are you actually going to visit Watford for the first time? Or 
I think you're the first podcast that we've spoken to who's actually bloody going to the game. Yeah, normally they go. No, I'm moving out. Closest away game of the season. I feel like I have to go to be honest. Yeah. To be honest, when you when you did Plymouth away on a Tuesday night a few weeks ago, you have to go to the second closest one. We got them New Year's Day. Away, some of us are going. Some of us. That's are a not. nice. That's a nice New Year. To be fair, we got it on New Year's Day. Oh, same sort of direction. Then. I'm, <laughs> same I'm sort still of waiting for the. I'm still waiting for the green card for New Year's Day. It, it, <laughs> still in negotiations at the moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would say Plymouth is a very good away day. I did really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my wife doesn't see it like that though. Dan, unfortunately, doesn't see it as a good away day. She sees nice romantic, me going nice on a, romantic New Year. Me going on a bender just after New Year's. There's a few. There's a, there's a few hurdles to jump yet before I've got that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Very good. Absolutely. Very good. And the um, can I just say? Can I just say before before doing anything that Dan here has provided yes the opposition view, but he's also told us more about Reese Healy than any of us knew. There you I mean, go. yeah, he turned around and said. About players, and you didn't turn around and say things like, "Oh, well, that Sar looks good," which we had the other week. When he, yeah, he's not going to cause as much problem. He's he's in France. He's in Mar. He's in Marseille. Yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah, talks about talks about Martins and Espria. There you go. What yeah. can I say? Brilliant. There's a, there's a level of knowledge there that uh, is rare sometimes on these uh, opposition views. We'll obviously do this again on the reverse fixture, which is Peter. Which is we will be travelling down to the den. Do you think he's, he's stalling? Every, yeah, he's definitely stalling. He's, mate, he's just he's filling here. He's filling well, it's, it's the 2nd of March. It's actually March. Yeah. Okay. Is that however, a Saturday? However, unfortunately, I will be doing the edit. It's Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Well, I'll, uh, I'll have the raw and I'll release that. No, I think we're very much done, Dan. We'll let you get on with your other one you've got to do. With who is it? Black, Blackburn, did you say you got to? I've got, yeah, we're, yeah, we're recording this on the Monday, so we've got Blackburn as our Tuesday night game. Cool, they're coming. Oh, we have and, uh, Swansea tomorrow. We lost 3-0 to Swansea a few weeks ago. Oh, good. Yeah. Excellent. Our optimum guest is somebody who's both patient and, well, even more patient, really, and forgiving. That's all we really need. That's, That's all we fine. need. Someone will just indulge us, which you have marvellously. So thank you very much, Dan. And good luck for the rest of the season, uh, apart from Saturday and March the 2nd, I think Peter said there, which is it the is. away fixture. Carl, will you be going to the Den on March the 2nd? Or I will be going to the Den. Yes, I will yeah. be going to the Den. Excellent. I do enjoy me. London Bridge, nice bit of the world. Knock nice around there for a few pints. hours. Yeah, yeah nice. £10 a pint. Yeah. yeah. Jump on the train to I forget the station that used to have the cage around it, which is now gone. That's the baby. Yeah, South Bermondsey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which the baby. Nice little stroll along the pathway next to the railway lines. And there you are. Yeah, straight into the way end. Straight in. We don't even see you. Don't even see no. you. <laughs> so, right. Something tells me there's a bit of a reputation amongst Millwall. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm just I've actually never... I, I told a story before. I won't tell it on this podcast, but I've, Millwall, I've got a lot of time for Millwall fans. They've got... Me and a few of my pals out of a bit of a situation many years ago on a train with them lot up the road, and it was excellent. And if I, well, while we're not recording, I, I might tell you, but there's it's a very shared, good. There's, is there not a shared loathing for that lot up the road? Did, oh, did Millwall set their ground apart? Once? Yes, they literally said, "Hold my beer, I'll sort this for you." <laughs> Well, like you say, that could be a very interesting off-air chat. So, yes, we'll we'll let you go, Dan. Thank you very much for coming on. Do not scratch your eyes. We'll catch up with you in March. Cheers, James. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers, No one likes you. No one likes you. (laughs) You don't care.
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.